Hey, this is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundant Success Series. Our primetime mastermind promotes empowered focus, decisive action, and inspired outcome. Tonight's spotlight is on entrepreneurship with my guest, Rick Raditz. He's the founder and CEO of Ziosoft. Rick spent 12 years at the giant Microsoft before he founded Ziosoft, and he's given closed-door presentations to Fortune 500 companies, as well as to Steve Ballmer's and to Bill Gates. You're going to enjoy this. It always, it always happens this way, and it happened with our grandfathers and our great-great-grandfathers. During hard economic times, people get creative, which means that they go out on their own. And a lot of the biggest companies right now on earth were founded in the Great Depression. And I, I don't have the list in front of me, but, but it, it's, it's an amazing list of, of very recognizable brand names that were all founded during the Great Depression. And, um, and so as hard as these times might be for some people, uh, the opportunity is just absolutely huge right now because the Internet, you, there's never been a better time to automate your business. You can automate customer um, acquisition, uh, product fulfillment, customer service, uh, you know, all the money can flow through electronically. I mean, you, you can run your whole business on machines and pay 30 bucks here, 30, 40 bucks there per month to all these services, glue them together. Maybe you spend a couple thousand dollars and a couple months of time to get it, get the machine built, and maybe it only makes you two, two, three, four thousand dollars a month. Okay, well that's enough to get started. That's enough to quit your job on and then build your second machine, do it even better, um, and and actually you know free yourself. You have mentioned being a an active doer, thinker, and um, creator all through this uh, interview for the last thirty minutes. And in uh, the email you sent out about the, you know, the mindset, you know, mm-hmm. I said, wow, uh, he's an anti-secret guy. Um, <laughs> I wanted to know how you felt about uh, the whole mindset secret thing uh, that's going out about now where people are in the uh, coaching and they're trying to build their businesses and they're listening. Yeah. To the gurus out there. Okay, what well, do you think about what's going on? Well, here's the deal. Um, as with anything that is cool um, and promoted and so on, there's there's some truth and then there's some lies and they're mixed in together. Mm-hmm. And I, I, actually, lie is probably the wrong term because I don't know what's in that person's heart or mind. You know, it, it may be true to them. Okay, so but but there's some truth and then, and and there and there's some things that aren't aren't as true <laughs> mixed together. <laughs> And um, and I'm just looking at this from a kind of an analytical third-party perspective here. It's like um, uh, when uh, when Bob Proctor says in The Secret, um, you know, let the doctor take care of your body. Uh, you know, you take care of your you take care of your spirit or mind, right? Uh, you know, you have you you have joy. Let the doctor take care of the the disease. Okay, that 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 I believe in. That's the right approach. But then they show an example of a person who refused medical treatment and got cured. Okay, yeah. I think that's dangerous and. And uh, I don't know what happened in that case. I don't know the facts. Maybe no one does. But that seems like a dangerous example to me. So that's an example of what I say about truth. There's truth in there, and then there's there's some other things I just don't think think is right. Um, uh, I read uh, Think and Grow Rich again. Uh, I read it when I first started my business, mm-hmm. and I kind of got it. Okay, uh, and after thinking all this, um, you know, after building my business and making millions and and helping other people uh, do the same, I uh, I finally got around to reading it again. Okay, in depth, and I actually even wrote a, a book, kind of a book summary on it and an analysis. And what I, because that book, I, I now realize 
is actually kind of the, the grandfather or the, the, the father of this abundance uh, mentality that, that's that's being promoted uh, in, in today's world, and you know you, you can see it in Tony Robbins, you can see it in in The Secret, you can see it in a whole lot a lot of people, and so a lot of it began with Think and Grow Rich, and I'm, I'm sure there's something before Think and Grow Rich, <laughs> but I, I'm not familiar with, uh, with with that part of history. But yeah, if, I think it's uh, Waddles his last his last name. Oh, okay, and he published a book in 1902, and probably somebody before him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Wallace sure. Wallace Waddles. So a, a lot of modern modern day people though credit Think and Grow Rich as as their inspiration and so on. So, so I, I read that book again, and and something I realized is that the author, um, uh, most of the examples of the people that he picked were natural born salespeople. Mm-hmm. And then it hit me: if you are a natural born salesperson, all you need additional to that is a positive attitude and a good product, <laughs> you know, or even a fair product, right? Mm-hmm. A fair product and a good attitude, and and you are done. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Okay, you can sell yourself into management. You can sell you know in, in, in the management role. Salesmanship is part of leadership, and so if you are a natural born salesperson, I think mindset is pretty much all you need. But the rest of us, like I, I'm more of a technician or a visionary. Okay, depending on which role I play. Okay, I'm I'm I am a natural salesperson in some respects, but I, I don't really play that role too much. Usually I'm designing a product and then every every six months I, I sell, sell, sell and then I stop selling. <laughs> but um, that's that's kind of what I do. But um, it, so anyway, so I started thinking, okay, well, what what if we were going to take this and apply it to everyone else? And, and, and a lot of people have tried to do that. And, and there's this paradox because I agree with them that this mindset thing is essential to perform at the highest levels. Where I am in the business right now, it is essential. Okay, um, and and yet you see so many people who are starting out. Maybe they're they're going, you know, trying to build their first business, or they're trying to get, just get more successful in their current job, and they're adopting this mindset of abundance, and it's like it's not working out for them. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, okay, why is it different? And and and, and here I actually came up with a, what is it one, two, three, four, five, six. I wrote it down here. I got I got a six step plan. Um, here for 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 how this um, uh, you know for kind of my expanded version of thinking grow rich if you will, um, and I'm going to give you an analogy first. The analogy is is uh, let's say tennis, okay? Oh no, wait, I, 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 a better example is, is bowling. Okay, but it, it could probably apply to any sport. If I, I know some people who you invite them out bowling and they're like, I never bowled before, okay? And they, and, they, and they're resistive, right? Mm-hmm. Well. They need a little bit of mindset, don't they? They right. need a little bit of, yeah, you can do it. It'll be fun. Who cares how good you do? Just go for it. Think positive, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. They need that optimism. Okay. And, and l- l- let's say they have that optimism and they go out there and they, and they do their thing. Okay. Um, now, if all you gave that beginner bowler, mm-hmm. if all you gave them was positive mental attitude kind of stuff, um, you know, you know, you envision this, envision that kind of stuff. Okay. They would, they would get, Okay, just because of their natural, just naturally after doing bowling a few a few times, they're going to get okay, right? Um, you'd think, um, but they're not going to become you know pro bowlers or amateur bowlers or, or anything, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're just going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, uh, my thinking is that um, this mindset can only go so far, but it's necessary in the beginning. Now. Let's say that they've they've learned all things they can learn about bowling, and they, they've hired a coach, and they've studied, and they've gotten all the mechanics right, and now they they actually are a pro bowler. Mm-hmm. You know what? 
suddenly at the end of this spectrum, mindset becomes essential again. Mm-hmm. To become the top pro bowler, you've got to have, have that mindset. Mm-hmm. You have to visualize it like Tiger Woods keeps on putting, keeps on putting, keeps on visualizing. Larry Bird, I remember the day, he, he did more free throw practices than anybody else, which is why he was one of the best, right? Mm-hmm. If not the best. So, um, uh, so mindset, I believe, is key at the beginning to, to even give you hope, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's key at the end. And everything in the middle, where unfortunately is most of life, mm-hmm. it's almost irrelevant. Okay. Okay. That's my thinking. Now, so I listed the six steps in between the the beginning optimism and then the the ending of of of, of you know you know max potential, right? Mm-hmm. So so the first step I'm going to say is optimism. You know, no matter how you get it, you have to believe that it's possible that despite all the naysayers, something can be done. Okay, you've got to have that optimism to push through the hard times that you're going to have in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that's step one. Step two is you've got to have the ability to do clear thinking, okay, reasoning. And everyone thinks they have this, and they don't, (laughs) okay? I don't have a test to figure out if, if, you know, any one person listening to this call has the ability to reason or not by my definition. Okay, now, clearly, as as humans, um, you know, we're all thinking, okay? So I'm not saying you're not thinking, but but the, but I'm I'm saying this higher level ability to like do abstract reasoning. You have to have what I call a brutal respect for reality, which means that if you learn a lesson, you have to not just learn that one lesson, but apply that lesson to everything else you're doing, and apply it to everything you're thinking, and realize, oh wait a minute, if that's true. Everything else I thought before is wrong, and therefore I won't think about it anymore. And everything that I had assumed because of my thinking is now suspect as well. So suddenly, even though I was a Democrat, now because of my clear thinking, I'm going to be a Republican or vice versa. I don't care what your example is, but like you know how hard it is to change a person from Republican to Democrat or Democrat to Republican, right? Right. Okay. You need to have that ability within you to change yourself as you learn new facts in business. Okay, I, you know, so that's how high of a level I'm, I'm you know, people say they're open-minded. Well, <laughs> prove it. Can the next new fact actually change everything that you're thinking because you're incorporating it? That's what I think of as open-minded. Not just willing to hear it, but, but do you have the capacity to have it change your mind? I can change my mind so fast and apologize for my mistake so fast that my wife hasn't had time to absorb <laughs> the fact that I have now, I'm now on her side. She's still mad at me. <laughs> And I've apologized, and, and he's like, I'm still mad at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, um, anyway, uh, uh, but uh, it doesn't happen too often. But mm-hmm. okay, so, so first step, optimism. Second step is clear thinking, uh, your reason, uh, a.k.a. brutal respect for reality. Now, once you have that, we need to flip-flop again and get a little bit more um, into the mindset game and talk about purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay, because uh, this is where suddenly with optimism and, and clear thinking, you're going to now have so much potential, so many things you could do, you're going to have to have purpose pulling you together in one direction. A lot of business owners, they have too many projects going on in too many different marketplaces, mm-hmm. too many different visions and dreams and so on. To me, that's a sign that they haven't found their purpose in life yet. Okay, because if you have your purpose in life, and it, and if it's a, if it's the right purpose, and if it um, is clearly stated and meaningful to you, and can defend itself against all 
you know, attackers, you know, people who have different views than you. Okay, once you have your clearly defined, meaningful, you know, you know, you know defendable purpose, then all of your creativity is going to naturally align itself with all of these things you're doing. You won't, you won't have the ideas for, you know, a thousand different businesses. You'll have a thousand different ideas to improve your business because you care about it because it's related to your purpose. I wanted to ask a question with sure. this whole purpose because um, many people do, uh, like listening to what you're saying now, they'll go to many of the big uh, thinkers' meetings and pay their $5,000 to hobnob and get their pictures taken. But they, they go there at a conscious level, hey, I'm going to do this thing. But all habits, habits, people who are, you know, doing, having their purpose, actually acting on that purpose, otherwise it's nothing but a hobby or, you know, a wish, um, is unconscious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you are talking about being so focused, you know, when you said that your, your wife is still mad at you, after, you know, cause you could really quickly change and, you know, say you're sorry. But there are a lot of people that get stuck there. They, and another thing, a point you mentioned about, um, you know, the naysayers and people, uh, I'm sure you had to be around forward thinking people, right people, because you have lots of people out there who stay in that same stuck crowd with a milli mind mindset, and you're talking about people who are wishy-washy, they don't have any definitive thing, that yeah. can pull them down too. Yeah. What do you say well, to these things? Well, you know, I, I guess the, the, the big reaction I have is there's nothing wrong with being an employee, <laughs> okay? <laughs> uh, because um, uh, you – think about it. And your life as an employee means that you, you get satisfaction from helping – an organization, your boss, and maybe the owner of the company, depending on how big the company is, you, you get satisfaction out of helping them achieve their mission. Mm-hmm. And and then you get to feel good about your work as, when you come home, you know, a good hard day's work. And so you you come home feeling great about yourself because every, because of everything you've contributed to that to that to that other mission. Mm-hmm. And then and now you're free. You don't have to think about the bottom line or anything else. You're free mentally compared to a business owner. Absolutely. Um, and so you get to have that barbecue or whatever, really focus on your kids and, and, and husband and wife, mm-hmm. and um, it, it, you can have a really nice life, and, and so there's nothing wrong with that. So if you don't have what it takes to be a business owner um, for whatever reason, um, you know, that, that, that's not a cut on you. Okay, it, 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 it really is a different skill set. You, you've got to hate being an employee so much that you're going to throw yourself into the wilderness and live off berries for years, okay, because you want the freedom. Okay, if that's how you feel about being an employee, then you are a business owner, okay, and and you will succeed in some way because um, anything else isn't success, okay. So, really, I mean, it, it's it's like, um, uh, you know, driving on-road versus driving off-road. Mm-hmm. If, if you like driving on-road, Wonderful. There's, you can go a lot of places. Um, but uh, I just spent a couple of weeks this summer going off-road camping with my, my daughter and some of her friends, and um, and it was a blast. Mm-hmm. And and because it, it, it's like it's as easy as car camping because you're in the car, but but you're away from everybody else, and so it's really cool. It's kind of like backpacking only with a car. So uh, <laughs> I like off-road camping. And um, uh, and by the way, in, in these days and times, there's, there's nothing cheaper than off-road camping. I mean, it, it, it's often free, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as long as you get the car that car that can handle it. And speaking of that, 
the the way to supply the business is what kind of car do you want to drive off road? Mm-hmm. You can drive any car off road. This is a question of how far you're going to get, right? That's right. Okay, so so think of your business as your off road vehicle. You want to make that business capable of handling tough times, you know, ruts, you know, rivers, mm-hmm. you know, low branches, whatever. Um, steep inclined snow, ice, you know, um, you know, <laughs> freezing sleet. So, um, uh, you know, your business is is a machine apart from you, and and uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But the other part of what you're saying, though, is is everybody has strengths and weaknesses. Okay, so you might have that desire to, to be free and, and and start your own business. Okay, and if so, I, I think you should go for it. But the next step after purpose is personal development. So that's number four. So, so far we have optimism, clear thinking, purpose, and now I'm going to say personal development. Uh, because now that you have your mission in life, um, you've got to develop yourself so that you can, you know, nothing is an obstacle. Okay, or you come across an obstacle, you have to be prepared to, to work on yourself until it's no longer an obstacle. Mm-hmm. So that's personal development. 